committed to taking care of everyone and everything in your life? Do you sometimes wonder when it's going to be your turn? Are you ready to find love, joy, and purpose on your own terms? Are you ready to put your happiness first? My name's Heidi Esther, a joyful purpose mentor and Midwestern mama who's been there. I guide curious souls like you to embark on a journey to find what self-love and a joyful purpose look like for you. Are you ready for the adventure of a lifetime? Then the Joyfully Ever After community is here for you. You'll find encouraging support, relatable stories, empowering conversations, and playful self-reflections. All the tools you need to find your Joyfully Ever After. Because, let's be honest, life's too short to drive around whining dogs and crappy feelings. All right, here's the show. Hello, my dear. How are you? And how are you taking care of yourself today? I am sending you some of my gentle, mild temps from my shaded porch swing where two dogs are sleeping next to me, making little doggy snores. But all's not peachy keen in my heart. It's been a week. I'm in the middle of a process where I have to give myself more grace and patience than usual. So... I felt led to share my story with you today. All right, here it is. When emotional tsunamis hit your fan. Staring at the horizon above the meadow at a tree-lined subdivision, my anger smokes out my fingertips. My body's in a yoga pose called Warrior Two, which always looks to me like an archer stance, ready for battle. My front leg is bent at 90 degrees, my back leg straighter, strong. They are aligned like on hip-width train tracks, my core engaged, flexible, protecting my lower back. I could take a few hits and not fall. My shoulders are away from my ears, my arms out parallel to the ground, forming a T on my upper body. I feel the grass, soil, roots, rock, magma earth holding me strong. As I hold the pose, I feel anger surge through my whole body and out my fingertips, as if my hands are a punk that will never go out. I let my seething dissipate out, making way for something else. Next, we do joy breaths, which is three inhales to one exhale. You should totally try it. Afterwards, I'm jittery with more anger. I smoke it out with another round of Warrior Two. Finally, we sit on the ground, our legs angled out, like playing roll the ball as a small child. We practice bending to the sides, in line with each of our angled legs, one arm over our heads. I feel the tight harness of my inflexible side body muscles stretch. You know, those below the armpits like I'm wearing a corset that doesn't accommodate. First, I wince with discomfort. Then I breathe into the sensation. As rigid as bark, they resist. Then, a little more space. When the yoga class is over, I am grateful. Now I can sit and feel into my grief. 
Yeah. Between a challenge with a dear friend and the recent Supreme Court decision, grief has handed me a giant buffet of feelings. I'm working on peace. And here's how you can, too. A path to peace. First step, take care of yourself. Yeah, you might feel overwhelmed or ready to fight. But first is you. Audre Lorde once said, Caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation, and that is an act of political warfare. Yeah, you're no good to help if you're not coming from a full place. Next, complete your stress cycle. Emotions are energy, and big ones cause stress in your body. They sit in your body and disrupt your peace and sometimes even your health until you work them out. That's what I was doing in my yoga class, by the way. In a helpful and illuminating book called Burnout, the authors talk about you first got to deal with the energy from distress before you can deal with the stressor. So in the show notes, I have a link to a YouTube video of the authors talking about what you can do to get the stress out. Think like working out, deep breathing, good cry or chat, sex, etc., etc. Next step, grieve. A lot of times things happen that either can't be undone, like a death or a pandemic, or they challenge a deep-seated belief or expectation you have. Like, I believe as an American lesbian woman, I deserve the same rights as a man or a straight woman. Like, equal rights, man. But before we can get the energy to do anything about anything, we need to get to acceptance of where things are at. So going through the five steps of grief will allow you to heal. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Yeah, it's not easy. And it's not linear either. You're going to have to, you know, do it maybe sometimes backwards, forwards, inside and out to get to a place where you feel calm and you kind of accept what things are. And you might not have a lot of energy during it. So ask yourself, how can I love myself harder and take care of yourself all over again? Third step, listen. Oh, actually in the show notes, I put in a link of the grieving process as well. So third step, listen. Once we have scars in place of our wounds, we gain more energy. We can discern what's in our control and what's not. We open the door to listening without being defensive to different perspectives, to healing and hearing more souls. Last step, rise. I believe we, as individuals and as a society, are entering a new phase. Not one where people are right or wrong, win or lose, black or white, red or blue. One where we all find ground to hold and lift ourselves up in our struggles, in our beautiful mess, in our uniqueness. One where we all come out just a little purple. All right. Don't know where to begin? Oh, I got you. So you can totally learn to understand more of your big emotions, build a resilient mindset, identify folks for your support team of life in my Peeling Your Onion experience. 
And I even have, I have a link to what that's all about and a link to peeling your onion quiz in the show notes. All right, that's it for me this week. Sending you love, light, and laughter. Until next time.